Longtime fans of the show should be familiar with the lender formerly known as Sue Pullen, and I'm pleased to announce that she's back, fresh off a rebrand and ready to help as Sue Mackey. Sue is a certified mortgage advisor at Fairway Independent Mortgage, an equal housing lender who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. She has over 20 years of experience helping thousands of homeowners. Whether it's purchasing, refinancing, or even a reverse mortgage, Sue will help. Sue's licensed in 36 states now, so reach out and let Sue Mackey it happen for you. The best way to reach her is just give her a call at 520-977-7904 or in an email, spullen at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number of 2289. Sue Mackey has an MLS number of 206048. That email again, spullen at fairwaymc.com. And that phone number is 520-977-7904. Shoot Sue an email and let her know she needs to update that address. Disclaimer time. This is where I tell everyone to lighten up. It's just a podcast. Trading is like that roller coaster at the amusement park. Thrilling, unpredictable, and potentially stomach-churning. What works for one person might leave another clutching their hat in the wind. Our hosts and guests, they're awesome, knowledgeable, full of insights, but we're not financial advisors. So don't rush to make any investment decisions based solely on our banter. Always consult with a professional or do your own research. Plus, let's face it, we like to have fun, laugh, enjoy the trading ride together. It's all in the name of good podcasting fun. So remember, take it easy, don't bet the farm, and keep your seatbelts on at all times. Thank you for listening. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the China Shop, home of the Band of Traders. I'm Kyle, and today I'll be ceding the hosting duties over to Cleo as Baba Yaga, Joel, and myself are going to be on the receiving end of the questioning tonight. But before we get to those, please feel free to reach out with your suggestions, corrections, or questions for future guests. You can do that via email at bandoftraderspodcast at gmail.com, or you can join our free Discord server, where a bunch of amazing people gather to share our struggles and lessons learned with other like-minded market aficionados. All those links will be in the episode description. And now I will sit quietly until called upon. So that means, Cleo, you are up. You want to let us know what you got planned for tonight? Yeah, great. Well, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here in this conversation. Um, I think this came about, Kyle, like a few weeks ago when we were in the trading room one morning. And I can't totally remember what the prompt was. You were asking for topics for the round table or something. And mm. I think I said something like, well, I want to know who you guys are. Like, <laughs> what? who are you? And how did you become traders? And you said, "That's those are great questions. Why don't we do a podcast episode? So basically, that's those are my questions, you know. So a little bit about me. Um, I'm on the West Coast. So I like roll out of bed at six in the oh. morning, which I would be anyway. I'm an early person, but I, I sometimes miss the um, pre-session prep. And sometimes I, um, you know, just roll out of bed. And then all of a sudden I'm like trading with this group of, of people. And um, in a way you all sound like um, pilots, actually. I've thought of this like huh. <laughs> uh, every once in a while, someone will jump in and they'll be like, you see what the ES is doing or like, oh, it just hit the midpoint or bonds are falling or something. It's just like there's something that's Thanks. so piloty about it. And um, <laughs> I I'm like almost three years in to trading and I feel like the least experienced in the room. I don't know if that's true or not, but I feel really impressed with the trading room. And I think it's fun and little tidbits of who you are come out and I'm interested in knowing more. Like, how did you get to be traders? Cause traders are an interesting breed, I think of yeah. people, you know, um, like you gotta handle so many things at once and deal with your psychology and know a good strategy and have discipline and know enough about the markets and have, you know, here we are trading futures often in the trading room anyway. So this is all like a lot of preamble, but I'm, like really intrigued and interested in who you are and how you became to be traders. So that's our context, essentially. It's, it's kind of funny. I want to just touch real quick on something you said there about the, uh, like the traders being a different breed. And I, it was making me think about like my time in the steel industry as a uh, troubleshooter. I did a lot of maintenance work. So mm -hmm. I always thought that troubleshooting electrical equipment was one of the most humbling jobs you can do. <laughs> Because you can get your butt kicked by a blown fuse that, you know, 
it takes you five seconds to fix it, but it can take you five hours to figure out what's wrong. And some of those days, like you just, you just smack yourself on the head and think like, God damn, it was that simple. But trading, (laughs) (laughs) trading is like, I'm usually right more often than 50% when I'm troubleshooting. (laughs) 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 Trading, you're wrong a lot more often and you got to be willing to eat that and learn from it and not, I don't know. I don't know what the word is there. You can't get overconfident. Well, maybe this is a first question for you, Kyle, actually, just right off the bat. Like, what has you continuing to trade when it's so challenging? You know, I think all of us know how challenging it is or have a sense of that. But what's what has you still in? It's the challenge, I think. Um the same reason why I liked the maintenance work and the steel industry every day is different. Like you're never coming in. It's not like a factory job where like I come in and I screw in these four bolts to put in a rear rear mirror. Like I could not do a job like that. Uh, Dealing with people, not that actually, believe it or not, I'm more of an introvert. This is probably the most social interaction I get on a weekly basis is through the podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So yeah, it's really just the challenge. I think the uniqueness every day is different and it's a problem that I get to try to solve. And I like that aspect of it. Yeah. It seems like never ending challenge actually. Right. There's like always something next. It's like playing chess or any of the other like mental games that I like to play. I like dominoes a lot or uh, um, uh, any type of strategy game, like anything where you have to really think and, and like, you know, there's a solution and like, I'm always, I'm just driven to find the answers. I want to know the truth or what, what's real and what's, what works and what doesn't. Amazing. I love that. So it's like the, the, the challenge is part of why it's so compelling. Yeah. It's like the quest for knowledge kind of thing, right? Yeah. Okay, great. So I want to um, also bring in, we've got Baba Yaga and Joel MC. The two of you are here with us. And I wanted to have a variety of people or of people with experience, a variety of experience here in this conversation. And Baba, you know, you typically run the trade room every morning or banks will. And um, it seems like you're, you have the most experience or it just, I get that impression. And Joel, you, do you go by Joel or Joel MC? You can just call me Joel. Okay, Joel. And Joel, um, you, I think identify as more of a noob, kind of more like me. And yep. you've been in for, I think four or five years at this point. And I wanted, I just wanted to have like a variety of experience here. Right. Um, and then Kyle, I actually don't know how long you've been doing this, maybe about the same time, but but yeah, about three years, two years towards futures. I'd say Joel and I are probably similar in our development curves. Yeah. And I think it's kind of a common thing in podcasts to have interviews with people who are real pros mm-hmm. or have like crushed it or nailed it or have been at least with trading consistently profitable. And so they say. Oh, yeah, right. We don't totally know. We don't really know. Yeah. Um, their tweets say so. But right. yeah, I, I felt like it's also important to take like snapshots of other traders on their journeys of becoming profitable or like where we are um, challenged or just where we're at. Like I, it, just because Baba is more consistently profitable doesn't mean that, you know, we're not like in the game every single day, working our psychology and working our asses off with it too, you know? Mm-hmm. So anyway. Absolutely. Um, but why don't we start with Baba? I would love to hear if there's like, how did you become a trader? Oh man. Yeah, that's funny. So I was actually, um, I, I had no real experience in financial markets. Um, Growing up, like my parents or or any no one really, you know, traded or talked much about anything like that and economics or anything like that. But um, I, I'm I often I've been intrigued by think different things. And I feel like in some ways, um, probably I I have kind of a fixation, like a propensity to fixate on something till I conquer it. 
it's almost like ADHD um, with this little sprinkle of the ability to like kind of lose yourself in something. Mm-hmm. So that's been true like my whole life. My parents joke about the the way I was as a kid. So <laughs> uh, like getting all wrapped up into something and, and for an extended period of time. But trading came about probably in shortly after 2008. I was standing in my kitchen. A good friend of mine texted me and said, dude, there's this app called Robinhood. And this is when Robinhood was really new. Hmm. Okay. Like you know, I don't know what year they, it started, Kyle, you might, but it was shortly after that. So, um, you can date that some, I know it was after I was married, but I don't remember like the exact date, but I remember where I was standing because a friend called me and said, Hey, there's this app called Robinhood. You can buy stocks from your phone. And I've been reading about like all these bio companies that have a pending news and you know you can trade the news from your phone and like i've been killing it and i was like hmm. Hmm. well my most immediate thought on things and this may give you a window into into um maybe it's a little bit of arrogance or something but i always think well if you can do that i can <laughs> you <Yep>. know like <laughs> if right. i see some if i yep. see somebody do something i automatically think well i know that i'm capable um and so I was like, oh, well, if he can do it, then I can do it as good or better than he can. And so I downloaded Robin Hood standing in my kitchen. And I remember just being like overwhelmed with like, you know, just the myriad of options, um, not options, contracts, but like companies you could trade. Uh, so that's how it started. Uh, it also flamed out about as quick as it started because uh, I had no clue about anything at all. Like literally, I think I put like $100 in there, lost it in like two days. I was like, oh, this is terrible. But that that then I kind of played with Robinhood for a little while and had had a few trades that gave me like this glimpse at like um, what was possible like in a small scale, but like, oh, this $100 is now $200 in three or four days. That's crazy. Now the risk parameters were out the window, of course, and I had no idea, you know, I mean, no (laughs) stops long, hold it overnight, you know, say a few prayers, do it, you know, it was, it was, uh, it was crazy. But, and, and then right around that time, I got exposed to crypto shortly after, and crypto uh, projects um, more from like the development side and like the community management side, not so much like um, the trading side, but it, 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 it's uh, quickly evolved to, to trading cryptocurrency. Um, and that would have been, that would have been around the time that I met banks as well. Um, and I don't, I mean, that was a long time ago. Uh, we could probably date it uh, if we had to, but I mean, I don't know, 10 years or, or something like that. What was your appeal to crypto? I mean, I, I understand I have my own version. It seems like people get kind of like sucked into it, right? It's like this whole other world. Yeah. So (laughs) I think the, um, there was a measure of complexity about it. So like understanding what a blockchain is, understanding how blockchain functions, understanding the difference in proof of work, uh, versus, um, uh, proof of stake. Can you explain all that real quick for a minute? Just give me the short. Uh, I'm just yeah. Know. So the way that um, <laughs> no, I was just say, it's just it's, I was like, it's, really? <laughs> it's just the way that the it's just the way that information is either uh, it's like a stamped with an yeah, approval yeah. by the network. Um, the way they accomplish that different ways, and so all of that was a real um, like it was an adventure to learn about. It was all new, and I'm a glutton for learning new things. And, uh, so I just kind of dove off into it and then, then, you know, trading crypto specifically like Bitcoin, Litecoin and Ethereum was kind of just right around the corner. And so during the big move up for Bitcoin, um, obviously like most people, you found that you were an excellent trader because Bitcoin went to 20K or something. So whatever year that was, if anyone remembers, that was a bright spot for me. Um, yeah, probably 12, I guess. Yeah, so actively trading at that point. And you sold it at the high or you kept it? I sold Bitcoin at the high and then um, bought some other, well, not like 
literally the high, but in that <laughs> upper region. And then um, tried to scale into like some smaller projects, which was not the smart move. But again, at that point, I had no, um, I was just kind of going off a measure of intuition at that point and like just kind of thinking my way around the charts a little bit. Um, I would have probably done it all way differently now, of course. So oh, that's I ended up 2017. Okay. Yeah. So ended yeah. up, Damn. ended up making a good bit of money, losing a good bit of money on the backside of like trying to in, do these other projects to see like a sympathy play kind of vibe. And, uh, and then that kind of frustrated me and then I'll wrap this part up and, and we can hear kind of the beginnings for Joel, but that kind of, it, it frustrated me that the volatility of the result. And so that, that was like, man, how could I have the chance to make this much and then have it and then turn around and, you know, make a similar decision that doesn't produce the same result. That's really a hard pill to swallow. Cause I, I thought I was thinking clearly and, you know, making a logical decision. And so that kind of that, along with the project that, that banks and I were like pretty tied into, um, both of those things around the same time, those things transpired that happened. And then that project started to kind of fall apart. And so I was like, I don't know about all this. So I started trading, I went back to stocks and started trading like small caps. Um, so not chasing bio stuff, but just, you know, seven, $8 and under, um, looking for what I thought were like bottoming patterns or things like that to, to catch like, uh, some types of rallies. And then there was a lot of Friday fading going on. So I got really, that's when I started to learn a little bit about kind of the patterns or like the rhythm of how certain things seem to move based on like just watching it, you know? Um, and so I did that for a while and then that was the gateway to futures. That was my gateway drug. So <laughs> yeah. trading small caps and then, uh, banks called me one day and said, uh, dude, there's companies that'll just, you don't even have to trade your own money. They'll just give you money to trade if you can pass their test. And I was like, that's not a real thing, dude. <laughs> he was like, yeah, for sure it is. And I was like, that's not, th there's no way that like, there's a, there's a company out there that goes, if you can make money without losing too much, we'll let you trade our our money and you can keep the profits or the most of the profits. So that was kind of my introduction to futures from, from Robin hood to crypto back to stocks and finally landing at futures. And that would because have been because of a prop firm. You, you learned because about of a prop firm futures through yeah. a prop one. Firm. Where'd you top start? Step. Originally it was, it was top, top step, step with the, the, what did they have? Two or three steps at that point. It was yeah. kind of expensive two or three steps and was a stringent, you know, process for sure. But, um, yeah, that's where we started, man. Bank, that was probably, gosh, was that like eight years ago, I guess? Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I can't really recall exactly. Every day past yesterday feels like the same. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it was, yeah, it's probably been about that long. Um, cause we were, um, I can figure out exactly how long while Joel answers. How about that? <laughs> Great. Text That's a good quick, beginning of the story there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So maybe we sh we switch to you, Joel. Uh, how'd you become a trader? We'll just go with the same question. I I actually didn't intend to become a trader. I set out to become an investor. Mm. Um. So I, you're doing it wrong. I um, took a wrong turn somewhere. You'll yeah. um, you'll you'll get to the trader part soon. But so I started out to become an investor. Uh, the I came across a guy named Phil Town. He invests the same way that Buffett does, and I devoured his stuff. And I was valuing all these companies and finding ones that were going to work out, uh, finding opportunities. This is the trading part. In order to invest in a company, you are required to purchase shares in that company. In order to purchase shares in that company, you must have money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so um, I already had a family established, wife, kids, um, an income that needed to support them. So if I'm going to go off on a new adventure becoming an investor, then I needed a different way to get the money because I can't just take from my family to go on this adventure that may or may not work out, that 
could put a great deal of hardship on my family because there is a lot of money to be made, but with that is equal opportunity to lose. Maybe more opportunity to lose even. (laughs) And I wasn't willing to risk our life and lifestyle on uh, this adventure. So I needed a way to get some money. So the other thing that uh, Phil Town got into was trading options. And the very first time I opened, um, what's the TD app? Thinkorswim. Thinkorswim on my cell phone uh, after uh, some friends had gone through a session with them. We opened up and looked at something called a butterfly. (laughs) Well, (laughs) my goodness, I can make $1,700 by Friday. (laughs) So that started... And like Baba, as soon as I get this idea in my head that I can figure this out, I'm all in. Um, I do a ton of driving. At that time, I did a ton of driving for my job, like six, seven hours a day. And I would crush podcasts for six or seven hours a day, learning about options. Um, Once I realized that there's a little bit more to it than just understanding them, um, then we joined another Discord. I was trading... Uh, with a colleague, Uh, we joined another Discord uh, where we could trade options under someone else's guidance. But we found out they weren't actually trading options. There's this other thing called futures. And so then I started down that train and that opened up actually a whole pile of other things going on inside, Joel. Um, We can save that for another question. (laughs) Yeah, I'm interested in that. But what had you shift from futures or from options to futures? Like, uh, I even the, have this question. I mean, this is a, like, why do people trade options? They're just like, futures just seem so much better to me, but I don't, I never went down the options route. So what did, what had you go from options to futures? Uh, the edge or the difference that I found is that futures, um, they don't have theta. And the hard part, if you're trading a very short time frame theta can absolutely kill you do futures so have with, theta i mean they are a contract yeah. that has time priced they, into it they don't i mean they probably do. not noticeable no um it used to be whenever we started there like es was nine nine to twelve points behind spx and when it expires it's going it's going to expire at the price of xps yeah. spx and so there would be that theta in that there has to be that catch-up game. Right. Probably most of the people listening to this would know what theta is, right? Yeah, the... Time decay. It's yeah. the rate at which the contract loses value based on the passage of time. Yeah, future. I mean, options are a whole world of <laughs> <laughs> interesting Greeks. <laughs> they have... I think that the idea that people have of trading options, once they start to get into it, is a little bit misguided in in what they're trying to do. I think options have some inherent power behind them, but I don't think people try and use them for the right things. Yeah. And there's other products such as futures that do that a lot better. But unless you know that, um, then you just fight the battle. The options are unique because it's the only product that I'm aware of where you can like trade straight volatility uh, as opposed to maybe just trading like the VIX or something. Like with right. with options, you can buy a straddle or sell a straddle and you're basically delta neutral. So if the price movement doesn't really affect you, it's the you're trying to capture the rate of decay of the volatility contraction or expansion. Like there's some really cool things you can do with it. But most people most people don't trade them for the right reasons. Like Joel said, like volatility is your bread and butter if you're trading options. Eric would be so proud of you, Kyle. Yeah, you know, as long as I didn't butcher any of that. <laughs> Unless you botched well, that, and then he's going to be choked. No, no. Also, just say I have no idea what you just—I have no idea what you just said, but I also don't want to know in this moment. So there we go. So, anything else, Joel, that you want to say? You got into futures from and options. I, I interrupted you, and here you are, still learning. Uh, I started futures in September of 2020. I traded options for about a year and a half before that, and that was where I started. When did you find us? Mm, there couldn't have been too much past. We started the podcast. 20, and... 2022. No, 2021. 21. It had to have been 21. You've been, yep. around, you've been around us for and a And you while. found the podcast first, right? I 
was um, an avid follower of Trade Pro Academy. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And somehow Kyle landed George on the podcast, <laughs> yeah, uh, which which brought me over this way, and I just never left. <laughs> George was so awesome. Uh, he, George he just, is amazing. He just uh, signed like we. What happened was we had signed up for this podcast guest matching thing. Like if you're a podcaster, you put your name on there, and then guests can sign up on a sign up sheet. Uh, like they'll feature you in their newsletter, and they just happened to feature us that month. And George was one of the guys who signed up. Really? Yeah. Like. It's like, all hey, by happenstance. Yeah, I was looking over at Dad. I was like, Dad, this guy wants to talk to us. Look, he, he actually knows what he's doing. You believe this? <laughs> <laughs> we also had a guy on there from Montana who wanted to talk about how power lines affect people's mental health. So, you know, <laughs> you get some good ones, you get some bad ones. Yeah. Did you take that guy? Awesome. George? Oh, yeah, we get George. No, Not the, the power o- line oh, guy. No, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Financial ineptitude. You never know what kind of, yeah. I try to keep to a thing. <laughs> Great. Okay. Um, you seem complete for now, Joel. Is that right? Or is there anything else you want to say about this? I'm good. Complete for now. Complete. She completed you, Joel. Okay. I guess I might have follow-up questions, but maybe we just keep going and then more things will come. So, Kyle, how about you? Is there anything you want to say? Uh, I think I about told my how story you a, trader? a few times. Yeah? Uh, I mean, I started out... Um, like wanting to retire by the age of like 30 or 40 um, when I was in the military. And I started looking at like how I could try to make that happen. And I quickly realized that I needed to be compounding uh, money in order to try to hit any of those financial goals. So I started saving like you would not believe, like from basically my 20s until my mid 30s, like everything. I saved as much as I could. And then I just put everything I could into the stock market, buying stocks that I like. Um, my intention was to hold until I needed the money. I'll just buy it and then I'll take it out whenever, you know, 20 years down the road. Uh, so that's how it started. And then Dan, a friend from high school, did the podcast uh, up until the recent changes. He had sent me a book that he had found called Nicholas Darvis's How I Made $2 Million in the Stock Market. And it was all about uh, like momentum type tradings. And uh, it had to have been like, a simplified balance type idea like where you're looking for stocks to break out of a range and then run. Uh, so I started reading that and I was like, oh shit, maybe there is possibilities in this. In the military, I had a guy telling me about options back then. I was like, dude, that sounds really risky. Just buy the stock and wait 10 years. You'll be fine. But no need to try to fast forward anything. And then here I was reading this book and now I'm suddenly all in. And then Dan and I are talking on the phone every day. So then it just turned into a podcast thought maybe we ought to just record these conversations because maybe people want to hear them. Uh, and then the switch to futures happened with George, uh, getting him on the show. He introduced us to the idea. He was actually talking to Dan saying, hey, Dan, I think this might be more your style. You might actually enjoy futures more than stocks and options. And I sit there like, well, what about me? I like stuff. <laughs> okay, I'll take this out. Maybe I want to try this. George gave us access to all his courses. Uh, we've had him on multiple times. Vico, his protege, uh, successor now, he runs Trade Pro. He, uh, he's been on multiple times. We've done a few different collaborations with him. So, yeah, it's just kind of similar, similar journey, I suppose. I love that George got me into futures too. Oh, really? Yeah, kind yeah. of roundabout way. Yeah, maybe I'll share some of my experience here about how I became a trader because I have like a Do really it. different path here. So, talk about financial ineptitude. Like, that's. Yeah, I don't have any background in finance or anything. I came to this world of trading because I'm really into personal development. And I had a boyfriend a few years ago, and the two of us traded crypto together. And we started looking at charts and like watching YouTube videos about technical analysis. And we were just geeking out about it all the time, just the two of us. And I noticed that when I was trading, looking at a chart, I was noticing that it was really intense in my experience. And there was a way that I could maybe expand my capacity if I could work with my sensations while I was trading and develop more discipline. It was like a path toward personal development and discipline. Um, It wasn't about you a year into my journey. (laughs) 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 Somebody to point out that. No idea what 
all the self work. Yeah, I just came at it from a totally different angle. Like I don't, I still don't understand options. I know very little about anything in this whole world, but I'm still in it for the personal development. Like um, it continues to deliver, and I feel like I continue to expand in my capacity. At one point, um, a friend of mine was watching me trade futures like a couple years ago, and she's like, "Why are you so into this? Like, what is going on?" And I was See like, that "Well." Every time that thing moves, I make $20. That's why. <laughs> I was like, well, it's the most interesting video game. Like, it's a really interesting video game. And um, it's teaching me how to hold sensation and have, like, hard conversations. Like, if I can hold my reactivity and not explode when something is confronting in my face, that's good development for me. Like, mm. that's what I want for myself. So, anyway, that's that's where it comes from. Um is like getting a lot out of expanding my capacity to hold sensation. That's and you have the, come to the right yeah. place. Yeah, <laughs> and the money part is amazing. Like the fact that you can make money doing this thing. This is just like the best combination of of elements here. That's why so. I had zero idea how much personal growth I'd have to go through in order to try to become successful. Yeah, like I don't know oh, that yeah. I would have. I don't know that I would have started it if I'd have known that up front, to be honest with you. Totally. Totally. Hey, I've, I've thought of- some, I've got some demons and I'm going to have to work on them. Yes. <laughs> you're so confronted by everything, right? I've thought of this too, of leading a workshop that is um, a personal development workshop where it teaches people how to trade, but the focus is on knowing yourself. I love that idea. Yeah. I think that's great. Yes. That <laughs> I'll take super- it. You yeah. can sign me up. Right? Yeah. I would probably come. <laughs> oh. You know, it is interesting um, the the angle that you come at this from. I know some fairly wealthy um, people who have traded. I mean, we all probably do, but personally. And one of them called me not that long ago, and he was like, I think I'm just a crackhead. I, I think I'm actually just – I am the embodiment of a successful crackhead because – I trade and then I'm doing well. And then I think I'm just going to keep pushing it, even though I know I should stop. And then I end up giving back some and then more and then more and then more. And then I give it all back and then I give even more back and then I can't stop and I can't stop. And I don't even need the money. I don't even need the money and I can't, I can't stop. Yeah. And I was like, you, you're going to have to figure that out, man. I mean, that probably rears its head in ways other than just trading, right? right? Yeah. He might um, be a crackhead actually. Sounds like yeah. a gambling addiction more than anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like a slot machine and the when the money doesn't matter when it's when it's even showing up for someone who doesn't have anything on the line. That's how you know it's exposing. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. a great point. I mean, He's they the, not a well, they don't candidate need... for drugs. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I mean, he doesn't need the the cap the money, you know? Like he doesn't it's it's almost about the the learning process for him as anything else like just learning something new and continuing to grow and develop but he's being faced with things i don't think he was even aware of hmm. how long is yeah. it is that still going on now or is that uh somebody used to well know? we i've been i no i know him we we have lunch probably t- once maybe twice a month and uh and we've talked a lot about that i mean we spent a lot of time i was just curious if there's know, anything he's tried that's helped um, well, he's, he's taken a break actually, That's uh, which I think is healthy. Um, so he's been a, on a little bit of a break. He got things a little bit sorted out over the course of, uh, about a month. And my challenge to him, which was similar to a lot of the challenges I, I, we kind of have put on, not challenges, but opportunities, advice that we've given people through the trader evals has been to set a really small goal that doesn't matter at all. And just hone that skill of discipline of achieving it for a period of time so he he did that um and then decided to like take a little bit of a break refocus rethink and so i think i mean he's he's doing the right things sometimes taking a break is the hardest thing to do too yeah yep (laughs) it sure is Longtime fans of the show should be familiar with the lender formerly known as sue pullen and i'm pleased to announce that she's back fresh off a rebrand and ready to help as sue mackey Sue is a certified mortgage advisor at Fairway Independent Mortgage, an equal housing lender who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. She has over 20 years of experience helping thousands of homeowners. Whether it's purchasing, refinancing, or even a reverse mortgage, Sue will help. 
Sue's licensed in 36 states now, so reach out and let Sue Mackey it happen for you. The best way to reach her is just give her a call at 520-977-7904 or in an email, spullen at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number of 2289. Sue Mackey has an MLS number of 206048. That email again, S-P-U-L-L-E-N at fairwaymc.com. And that phone number is 520-977-7904. Shoot Sue an email and let her know she needs to update that address. So this actually leads to another possible question that I haven't given to you already, but hearing you talk about this, I'm really interested. Like, are there things for each of you that you've faced in trading? Like what's been something that you've navigated in terms of your psychology that you've needed to work with? Like that thing that you can't, it's going to confront you at some point because trading will bring up like everything, Hmm. right? Trading brings up all of our stuff, I think. And um, George says that, and I really believe that to be true. So what kind of stuff has it brought up for you? Who wants to go first? (laughs) I mean, yeah, go, Joel. You take it. Um, So this is the psychology part. This is like the next part to my story. So I found George and TradePro just because I was looking for trading psychology. Um, And I knew that I needed to grow there. What I didn't know is what I was going to find on the way. Because up until that point, I didn't have... I didn't have it connected that there was a psychological portion to trading until I had taken enough losses. When I learned, started learning futures, I'd taken enough losses that I realized there was maybe more to it. Um, so I found George and I started there. Um, but what it ultimately turned into is I had to go through months of working diligently just to not be afraid to even take a SIM trade. I don't know if you remember, Kyle, but I used to scratch SIM trades. I do remember that, yeah. Because I was worried about losing. Yep. I was so worried about losing that I would scratch a SIM trade of all things. And so I had to work I mean, I can also appreciate that because treating a SIM account like it's your real account, there's a wisdom in that too, right? Instead of like if you're scared, like that's going to come up in a SIM account too. It could, and that's a fair point. Um, I think it was more of I was broken and didn't yeah. know it. Um, and so I actually end up working with a psychologist for about six, seven months. And what we discovered is that my fear of losing in the market was actually tied to a fear of dying and mm-hmm. that fear of loss and, and turn into a fear of dying. Um, and so then I've been slowly working through that. That's a wow. something that's come from when I was young, though, and I don't know where it stemmed from. Um, I'm actually still working through it. Uh, it comes up every t- every now and again, but that's yeah. So that's the craziest thing, and I think that's a big part of why I w- I've gone through such a process of trying different things and doing other things, and they all come back to the same problem that I have: is that genuine fear of loss. I appreciate you being that vulnerable and honest about your journey. I mean, that's that's some heavy hitter stuff right well, there. Well, that fear of losing is something that I've been struggling with for quite some time. And I might have to have some offline conversations with you, Joel, to see. But I don't think mine stems from something like that, like fear of death. Uh, I think for me, it's more of like the embarrassment Like I can feel myself going back to be like six years old and my dad like standing over top of me and like judging me for doing something wrong. Yeah. I think that's where mine stems from. Like I can feel that sometimes. Like, isn't it weird how sometimes you just feel like you're a child again some days? I feel like that every day. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I feel like I I like to do childish things, have fun and all that. But but there's moments where you you just have that like that like a really embarrassing moment and suddenly you're back in school again. Like, yeah, don't want to stand up. (laughs) It brings back that other message. Right. Right. Yeah. I love that you shared all that. Thank you. Um, And I still have this piece, Joel, with you. When I, when I got cut off, um, I was still with this thing that you shared. Can we go back to that? Are you open to going back to that? Yeah, I just don't know where we left off, so you'll have well, to Well, I'll, I'll give you what I was left with, and we can maybe that can okay. be like a starting point. Um, 
this piece around that you felt like it was showing up in various places in your life, but certainly in trading this fear of death. Right. And yeah, if there's more you want to say about that, but I really appreciate one reflection that I have is it's like, wow, you you can tell that you've been to therapy about this. Like it got really deep. That's like a real, that's like a yeah. real deep insight. It it was a very deep insight and one that I'll probably always carry. Um, but I think the biggest thing to bring that back to trading is that um, you don't have to be able to get rid of it and you don't have to be able to ignore it or overcome it. You just have to be able to work with it and work around it. Um, if you try and get rid of a sensation or a feeling, then all you're going to be left with is two fights. The fight you're going to have trying to get rid of it, as well as the fight you're going to have trying to do what you're trying to do. So if you just work with it or let it be there, it's okay if I'm afraid. And that was the yeah. biggest thing that came is I can be afraid in every single trade, but as long as I still manage my trading the way that it needs to be managed and not from a place of fear, then I can still do this. Because when we started, there was a, it was like, I might not be able to do this. There's a lot of stuff coming up here and just, I might just have to back out of trading. But rather than just giving up, which I'm not very good at doing, I just had to make up a way that was going to work. And so that's, that's where I was going is I've been on a long journey. Um, and my journey is different than a lot of other people's who don't necessarily have that same feeling. And so I'm okay that it's going to take me longer. And I do joke that I'm on the doctor plan. I'm a little over halfway there. Um, <laughs> and so people go to school uh, for seven years. <laughs> that's right. So uh, hopefully I will have my doctorate in the next three and, um, and we can move forward. But I've been able to manage it. And so I can keep going. That's my, what was the question? vulnerability the thing that thing. you're confronted by or like your own personal yeah. work that you're um, confronted by in trading that you know you got to work with that's my thing fear of loss that turned to a fear of dying and now i have to deal with both <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> but Happy i only deal with them in me <laughs> <laughs> i mean in a way this is amazing like it, it it sounds like you weren't totally aware of that fear before trading right there's no, like no i a, had no you had no idea of it. so there's a gift in this right in trading that you, this Absolutely. material got so evoked for you that now oh, yeah. you got to work with this in yeah. your life. Absolutely. Yeah. And Joel, just thinking about conversations that I was able to overhear or listen to from the podcast like a year or so maybe ago, a year and some change with Flurry and you guys having conversations to like listening to you talk now or even like in some of the strategy sessions or what or whatever. And I know that the, the, that challenge doesn't, you don't just, you're not trying to make it go away. Like you said, it's a part of you. So you manage it and you work with it. Yeah. Acceptance as Rich would say. Yeah. Acceptance. But do you, do you, do you slow down? And this is something I'm not good at at all, but do you ever slow down and look at the progress you have made? Are you able to identify like the changes that are unfolding for you, albeit over a period of time? And maybe it seems really gradual, but from the outside and Kyle, you would probably know better than I, like, do you, do you notice and appreciate the development that you've, that you've been able to realize over the last, like say eight, eight to 10 months? I do. Um, I sometimes forget about it. <laughs> yeah, I sometimes, you should, man. I sometimes forget about it because the, like the struggle has been so long. A guy gets tired eventually. Uh -huh. um, but I also know that, as long as I'm moving forward, then I'm on the path mm -hmm. and it'll all, it'll all work out. Uh, financially, my family is well set up. I don't have to do this for the money. I get to do this because I want to do it. Um, if the day comes where I want to stop, I can stop with, with no strings attached, no and nothing, nothing lost. 
Um, so as long as I like it, I'm going to keep doing it. As long as I'm progressing, then I think I like it. And I'm progressing, also very challenge driven. I imagine <laughs> progressing in a, at least two ways. One is in your trading and results, but then also in your own development. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I like a challenge just the same as Kyle. If it was easy, I'd stop doing it. Probably wouldn't. Yeah. That's what, one thing I'm afraid of. If I do ever actually like figure it out to the point where it becomes too easy that I may lose interest completely. I don't, th- I don't think you have anything to worry about. I don't think no. so either. <laughs> the I don't last think three so. years has You'll been be okay. <laughs> why be not, Baba? Why not? What have you found? Wait, what's, <laughs> why, won't, why doesn't he have anything to worry about? You're never going to figure well, it out completely. <laughs> well, I mean, you will figure out. Um, you'll figure out. I mean, you you have figured out a lot, and you will continue to figure out a lot. But you will all like the two things, like what Cleo just mentioned. You'll always be be dealing with or confronted with either something from inside of you that lingers, and there'll be days, weeks, months, periods where that's front and center and it's creating a challenge creates a challenge for you, even though technically you have the capacity to fly with the Eagles. Um, and then you'll always be dealing with yourself because you're not going anywhere. And then the other thing is the, as much as you can be a student, I feel like there's always, there's always something around the corner. There's always something else. There's another nuance. There's another, um, there's another way to understand. I mean, you think like this market does three things. It goes up, it goes down, or it chops side to side. You would think that like the that would be so, you know, like... <laughs> Problem is I do a million different things. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I can buy this top, um, I can sell this dip, I can <laughs> fade so this trend. The, 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 you know, there's three possible things that the market could do. There's three possible things that you could do. And so this the 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 number of options it's pretty limited, you know. Um, but the way in which it unfolds will always create some real interesting um like days like today. What the heck, you know, like I'm not talking about today. I, not from a <laughs> I didn't trade it. I, I was at a I had a meeting, I had to it's kind of last minute and I had to drive a, a little bit out of town and but looking back, I was like, oh, my God, guys. Oh, my God. I, that probably was just a nightmare. And I, looking back, would have – I mean, I, I had, I have an idea of what I had before the market opened. And there was just – it's just those kind of scenarios and where we are trading. Anyways, there's always going to be something. You know, we're trading at all-time highs. We haven't traded at all-time highs in a while. The way the market reacts in this environment is different. Mm-hmm. You get accustomed to the way it's reacting in an area, and then we go find a new one that has different nuance to it. Um, so I don't think you'll ever, you'll never conquer it to the point where it's a big yawn. Right, yeah. right. No. But you will have you will have opportunities to execute that will make you feel um, like, oh, if every day was like this, big yawn, like oh, that was easy. Yeah. But but not every day is like that. So that's the dynamic nature of trying to. You know, yeah, you're not going to run out of no, challenge. I'm not too worried about that. It's, it's the most competitive environment in the world. What did Rich, was it Rich that said like combat veterans and traders experience the, a level of stress that's unrivaled I by other believe that yeah by other yeah. Um, people occupations and I mean, and fields yeah yeah. What about you, Bob? In terms of something that you're working, do you feel like sharing anything uh, about that? Like if there's I know you were talking about something last night. I don't know if you want to share anything about that, but um, what's something that's oh, yeah, like yeah. that you're working yeah, in your I'll, trading world? Yeah. So um, like my trading, I actually thought a lot about this the last, I don't know, chunk of time, few weeks. I don't know. Um, but definitely, you know, I have entered into a different season in life with regard to my trading. So uh, t- for the story, I, I have you know, had a position with a couple of different organizations over the last, like my whole trading career has, has not been um, life or death on my trading performance or like any real net, like Joel, like no net necessarily a need for trading to produce anything for me. So there was a certain, not that I didn't feel pressure, but definitely it just kind of 
ease and play. Yeah, we're trying to lose. Like we're trying to lose. We're trying to learn this thing, and we're growing together. And then for the longest time, it was Banks and myself, and we're just, you know, both kind of in the same spot. You know, both have dependable full time jobs, benefits, blah blah blah. And then, and that's an ideal way to learn, right? I mean, to I would say to learn and have to have pressure to make money right away, like that's gonna be a killer. Yeah, yeah, because there there is definitely a um, so then then probably November. Yeah, it's about November. So three months ago or so, um, you know, amicably, but like I made the choice slash you know the conversations were had over the probably six months prior that led me to kind of not have not having a full time job, not continuing on with that career and taking a step into kind of a new world where trading now has consequence that has that it's never had before yeah and in some ways that it like i was kind of actually dogging myself a little bit um actually i I have been a little bit negative mentally about myself and my my ability to uh, accomplish what I know is possible and realize what I have realized in the, you know, within the last year, as far as like, uh, or the last couple of years, you know, as far as consistency and, and results and blah, 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 blah. And then like the last few months, it's been a little more difficult and I've been pretty down <clears throat> on myself. Like, oh, come on, man. Like, what are, what are you doing? You know what to do. You, It's not a mechanical problem. There's nothing you need to go learn. Like there's always things to learn, but like I'm not at a deficit for strategy that has a positive expectancy. I'm not at a deficit for understanding the structures of the market, but, but the, but the new journey for me, which I'm trying to give myself now kind of permission for it to be a, a new challenge because I thought I was bulletproof. So, um, you know, oh, well, there's this new pressure. There's this new consequence for results because this is your deal now. Like, this is your deal, at least to a, an extent. This is part of the plan, right? You mm-hmm. trade and then I have a partner in another business that, um, you know, that's it. Like, this is this is a new reality. And so I think I took that with a with a level of brevity or lightness like it's not gonna matter to me like who cares i you know not gonna do anything any different it's not gonna matter and uh in reality like that transition has been difficult Hmm. and not appreciating i would say like some in some ways like the magnitude or the 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 fullness of that as a as a real new season has had me kind of just in a weird spot and then also not allowing myself like not not being patient with myself like I would be with anyone else um and saying like hey man like you know it's all right you know you know don't put all don't put any undue pressure and realize that this is a new challenge this is also a new opportunity it's a new it's it's different um and so that's where I've been you know sometimes sometimes bye bye I get those messages from you where you're like golly i fumbled today so bad and i'm like i just want to say dude it's okay man yeah learn the lesson yeah i think i think uh yeah i think and and again like it and this is just you know everybody's different right and so i don't want to sound pretentious there are days where i'm well well green and 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 incredibly frustrated with my performance Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um because of you know, just the implications of all of it and, and realizing that there's a deficit and that's part of like, part of even verbalizing that I'm, that I want to continue to close the gap, um, is progress for me because there's an admission in there that, that as of, you know, currently that I do notice and recognize that I do feel there, that there's a gap in my ability to execute in accordance with the work that I'm doing. And so I think that's a little bit of progress in that area. And then kind of, yeah. and is, do you think it's because of the pressure that you, the added pressure that you have, like the pressures affecting your performance or there's a different thing that's coming in that's affecting your performance separate from your, you know, kind of attitude about it too, or maybe related? No. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I think it is related to if, uh, the best way I could put it is this is not real, 
but the reality that I'm fighting against believing is now this matters for real. Right. So when it really matters, what can you, what, how can you perform when it really matters? Can you do, you know, 30 out of 31 days green and, or something like that, like go on a tear or a stretch of two or three months of just like, you know, right. Well, like in the past, having a quarter that was, you know, okay. So then looking at it now and that even that my even that phrase, like, well, now it really matters. Like that it's always mattered. Mm-hmm. I just, right. you think about yeah. it differently yeah. and then you begin to kind of, and I, I don't know how much that is a part of what I have. It's not like every day is, you know, max draw break a monitor go buy a new one set it up max draw down break a monitor go buy it's not like that it's not that it's not insane but it's most of the time your bads and uglies are you're still green when you're telling us the story about how you messed something up like i wish my bads and uglies were like that (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i mean i i understand that and and you know yeah there but there's also just a i don't know there's just a a settledness that i don't feel as strongly as I have before around my trading. Like there's a, there's a settled steadiness that still was not, like a, doesn't like feel a comfortable real kind of thing almost. Yeah. That was like a, like a, the, as comfortable as I feel wearing a hoodie, which is like every day, all day, if I can get away with it, unless like I have a meeting where I have to wear something nice, but like, Boo. dude, I'm a, I'm a hoodie guy. Cause I lo- they're comfortable and cozy. Like, sitting down to trade there was a there was you know there's there was a season that i you know there wasn't that distant to go where that's like every morning felt like throwing on a hoodie like sitting down in front of the computer that's what trading felt like mm-hmm. like i wasn't worried about anything you know just bam 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 high five myself go on to the next thing you ever try pulling and out your it, favorite hoodie and just trading with that one instead see if it brings back that feeling <laughs> i'm kind of serious i, I mean it might help <laughs> You know, I think so. It hasn't felt that comfortable and settled lately. That's part of it. it. It's not even all results driven. It's even just the you know what I feel while I'm sitting here. Sometimes, not all the time, like but agitated. So, yeah, so, yeah, and we talked about that a little bit. Like trading being fun. Like I, I've always said, like I want the easy trades. Like I don't want to have to make a bunch of decisions. I don't want to have to you know re-enter, enter, re-enter, enter, re-enter. I don't. I like to and you know people that have traded especially fleary like we were talking about it with him he's like i know the kind of days that you like so i know that you know we were talking about a specific day recently that was you know incredibly probably really fun for scalpers and for me it was just like oh my gosh oh are we seriously (laughs) gonna go back down here and bid this again and i have to now decide again am i gonna you know put risk on like good lord can we just go on and go do something else um, so part of it is day types, obviously. And then part of it is just the, the lack of feeling super settled and comfortable with where I am, um, for whatever reason, then that kind of plays into it a little bit too. So, but like, that's, that's kind of cool because what I would say is like, no matter where you are in this journey, you're going to ha- either you are having, you have a opportunity and a challenge right now that you're going to grow and learn from, or you're about to have one. Mm-hmm. So yeah. The goal is the goal isn't to get to the point where nothing is ever difficult, you know. Goal is just to keep moving forward and learn. Yeah, same place that Joel is. Do you ever notice, Baba, um, in kids and babies, like you finally get them, they're sleeping, you know, eight, ten, twelve hours a night, and then their sleep regresses, and they have a night and another night where they're up and awake, and then the next day, they crawl, and then. Now they're crawling and they go back to sleeping good and they go back to sleeping good. And then uh, their sleep patterns off. And the next day they learn to walk. Really? You ever notice that? Uh-uh. It's totally a thing. Happened with both yeah. our kids, happened with our nephew. I mean, there's huh. sometimes in order to make that next step, maybe you have to give up a little bit of something somewhere right now. And then yeah. you're going to get that sleep back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And too, like, yeah. And I have like noticed that with kids, especially maybe in a different way, but like once they start crawling, you're like, okay, God, they'll sleep now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because now they actually got something to be tired from. (laughs) (laughs) You know, 
Yeah. So, that's but I true. understand your point. That that's a great um, picture of that. And and like, I mean, our progress is like a, a scale. I mean, is like a is like a stock chart. Anyways, you know, like we get into a zone and we function there for a while, and then we may stretch outside of that balance, quote unquote, and we get sucked back in and feel like we kind of yeah. kind of got a little step forward, and now we're right back where we were, and then eventually we break from that into new patterns and new habits and new achievements. So I, I, at the same time of communicating about that challenge, I, I also want to acknowledge that or, or confirm that like that the expectation is that with every season and everything we learn, there's going to be challenges associated with it. I mean, if you, it's not any different than life, right? Mm -hmm. Like the, the challenges of life, now are different than they were like my wife and i were talking about fit like when we didn't have kids we have a lot of kids we have five children we've adopted three children and had two biological children and we were talking about our kids were with my parents and i was like i don't remember what we used to do on saturdays when we didn't have five children who like wake up at 6 a.m and one wants to watch a cartoon and one's like trying to cook a you know bagel in a toaster oven and like you know, another one's like hitting golf balls inside downstairs and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like 6.30 a.m. And you're like, what is this? You know, like, but, but we had a day where it was like everything, everybody was gone. I was like, wow, like what was like, like what, what was hard then? Like what was hard about that? Right. Mm-hmm. But like, obviously it was for that season because we had never been adults before. We'd never been homeowners before. We'd yeah. never. Yep. worked the careers we were working at the time. And so it, kids is just an easy analogy. Kids, I mean, it, life in general, as it pro- progresses, there's always a, a season um, where you're like, wow, this is really hard. And what I thought was hard is actually pretty easy. Well, it, life yeah. is all about comparisons too. I mean, the, following that trident mindset thing. And one of the things they talk about is mi- choosing the hard things to do, like choose to do hard things because it'll make the rest of your life feel easy by comparison. Yeah. If you do hard things, you have an easy life. If you do easy things, your life will be hard. Mm. Yeah. And for me, that's the developing of capacity, Mm -hmm. right? And it seems like, Baba, you're in this moment where you're, it's like an expansion moment in your life and you're kind of like filling that expansion and it's uncomfortable and unfamiliar and you haven't done this before. But at the same time, you probably have another dimension, other ways, right? When you've expanded there, I imagine there were maybe signatures of agitation or something would be my guess, but this is like the biggest that you've ever done. Yeah. Right? Like and you're, yeah. you've got pressure to financially support your family with trading. That's a big deal. That's like the biggest mm-hmm. yeah. with trading. Yeah. Right now. And I don't, you know, I also don't want to, the other business venture that I have with a business partner, obviously we do stuff in real estate that, that is like, you know, that's, that's also a part of the deal. Like uh, as much as, Trading is a, I think this is actually, I didn't quite, I didn't thought about this, but like trading is a business. You're growing a business, you're learning a skill set and applying it to the marketplace and being rewarded. But also like um, the other business, while it is successful to to an extent, we're also growing that business because it's kind of a, Mm -hmm. it's a baby business. It's less than a year old. And so I'm really like growing myself in ways outside of trading that are also new and challenging um so it's a lot it's a lot actually kind of kind of a lot going on at the same time um and i think it slightly matters maybe every so often i think about it i'm like eh. you know also i'm doing it in front of i mean it's pretty public you know like my trading my you know being on mic and live which i like youtubing but my yeah and i don't do any of that as much as i should because Life is busy, but, but like, um, it's, it's all pretty public. Like I'm kind of out there with it. So, um, you know, better or worse, right? Yeah. Yeah. For better, for worse. And there can sometimes be some little voices in your head that, uh, that, that, that are actually yours and not your five kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But that can, and you've you, got five kids. You know, yeah. yeah so who knows what the voice actually is, but it can, it can, um, <laughs> you know, it, it can, it, it can feel like, um, what I would want to do is like go crawl, crawl away from the spotlight for a season and then 
you know, not spotlight like anybody. I mean, not spotlight, but you know, be less public and forward facing for a season. And then it would look better when I came back because I wouldn't be growing, having growing pains in front of anybody. Hmm. Yeah. But then that's also like inauthentic and not real. And the whole point of what we're trying to do is kind of draw attention to the fact that no matter what season you're in or how much success you've achieved or, or what consistency you have functioned at, like the reality is you're still going to have some challenges along the way. And so if, if all we show is if all I ever streamed was like when everything is great, like, I mean, I would be like, not like everybody else, but that would be like some of the things that are kind of detestable to me about this space in general. Yeah. I love that you're saying all this, even about your own personal journey and where it's hard. Like it's so refreshing. It's really what has me also like in this discord channel is how honest you guys are. Like really it's, um, thank you. Refreshing to get to actually be honest and authentic about what's really going on. That wasn't the case. Baba wouldn't be sitting in that chair right now. I'll tell you that, (laughs) but I think we're probably need to start wrapping up here. So wrapping up. Um, did we, Kyle, did you bring about anything that I is did, but you that you're working? Out and you're going to have to hear it when the episode okay. releases. Okay, fine. No reflections <laughs> for me about that then. That's it's awesome. actually really insightful. Yeah. <laughs> you actually solved world hunger. I, I mean, it was it was remarkable in four minutes. I think maybe we need to schedule another one of these and let uh, let you get a chance to talk to Flary and Banks and Purdue next time. I would love it. I, you know, after reading Joel, your Google doc about your journey, I was just really moved by all the different forks and possibilities and opportunities and giving up in moments or what's the direction. Like it's so dynamic and compelling. So I'm in for whoever wants to have a conversation about it. I would love that. Yeah. I'd love the, I'd love the thought of a regular, um, a regular uh, workshop appearance by by Cleo or a workshop or something <laughs> that we record where yeah. she talks to people and asks them these questions that are trading at, ver- at various stages. Like, I would love to hear some of the other folks in the room talk about their journey. Mm-hmm. We get to hear that through some of the trader eval stuff. It's one of the things that we yeah. we do, but it might be really cool um, to share those stories and to have it have you be a part of it. Yeah. There's someone I have in mind that I would love to hear their story. Uh, okay. All right. Shoot me a message. I'll see if we can set it up. Yep. I'll do that. All right. But unfortunately though, it is getting a little bit late and I think we all want to be fresh for when the market opens, but fun doesn't <laughs> have to stop for you. If you enjoyed today's conversation and you are looking for more, you can check out the guest directory. You can browse all of the amazing people we've had the pleasure of speaking with over the past three years. Be sure to have all those links in the episode description just for you. I will be back soon with another exciting episode. Cleo will probably be back sooner than that. But until then, tap that five-star rating, help spread the word, and have a wonderful day. This podcast is intended for informational and educational purposes only. It does not constitute financial or investment advice and should not be construed as such. The hosts, guests, and contributors of this podcast are not licensed financial advisors, brokers, or professionals. Any trading or investment decisions made based on the content of this podcast are solely at the listener's discretion and risk. Trading and investing in financial markets carry inherent risks and past performance is not indicative of future results. Listeners should conduct their own research and seek advice from qualified financial professionals before making any financial decisions. The views, opinions, and information shared in this podcast are those of the individual contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views or policies of the podcast creators or associated organizations. Produced by China Shop Productions.